The only way to get more results is most likely to be less distracted and to be more focused and more productive. All productive means is is closing the distance between what has to get done for your goals. If you're constantly checking Facebook, constantly checking Instagram, constantly checking your messages, constantly checking emails, and you're constantly stressed out, you're gonna have to take back control of your own time and you can start small and, and improve over time and eventually you'll be fulfilled and productive and your life will be completely different. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed yesterday's episode, episode number 1,559. One place shame shows up for a lot of us. We talked about perfectionism and how it creeps into our lives. Today, for episode number 1,560, Happy Christmas Eve, if you celebrate Christmas, things that don't seem productive but are. I really feel like you and I have had a change in perspective over the last seven years. I remember... I, I can I went, think of at least one. Yes, yes. Uh, you and I had a conversation after I went to a podcast conference and there was a break in between sessions and I went outside and I sent Alan an audio and I said, Hey man, I feel like I need to start blocking off time in my calendar for creative stuff. I can't explain to you what I'm going to do. I don't know, but I just feel like I need some silence during the day because that's usually where I come up with things. I have ideas I can get creative, I can test out new things, and I feel like the back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings for me, while they're very productive in one way, I think they're also the opposite of productive in other ways. So is there a way where we can juggle those better and I can get the best of both worlds? In the beginning, for us, productive was just doing, 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 doing. Mm -hmm. It was, how many things can you check off the box or check off your list every single day. How many boxes? Check, 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 check. Cool. Then as things started to grow and things started to shift, productivity looks a little bit different. Now, here's the, this is the challenging thing. For you, if you're early in your journey as a dream chaser, don't take what we say and say, it's time for me to do that now. Because it might not be yet. And this is why advice has to be filtered through your own perspective and your own personal life and what's going on. I woke up today. Came into the office, no morning routine, just out here freestyling it, still no morning routine. Things are going very well, but just not as, uh, I'll say more directionless than, than usual, just based on so many things going on within the business. And I came in the office, I started working, I had a, a client message me and said, hey, I have to cancel my 11 a.m. call today, here's the reasons, can we reschedule? Yep, absolutely, sending you love, cool. 
And I said, you know what? I'm going to go do the dishes. The dishes probably don't seem like a productive thing to do at nine o'clock in the morning on a Friday. But when I do the dishes and the kitchen is clean and the living room is clean and the dining room is clean, I feel more productive overall. Mm -hmm. Cleaning the office might not seem like a productive thing to do. And right now it's an absolute disaster. But if, if the thing you're doing is going to create less resistance for you in the short run, mid run and long run, I would say it's productive, even if it doesn't feel like it. So I made a couple, I just have a small list of things. And I, I want to get your perspective, Alan, because you coach so many people. I put doing the dishes. Alan is kitchen man. I am kitchen man at my house. Nice. Right? Walks. Yeah. Now, you can overdo this. If you're going <laughs> for walks all day, every day, and you're not doing anything that you're having, if you're having breakthroughs when you're walking, but you don't have time to implement them, it might not be as productive as it could. So this is a, a sliding scale. This is all a drive to five. But when I go for walks, which I very rarely do, I have a lot of ideas. And ideas are, or maybe I do verbal processing. And when I walk, I send audio messages to people. That's super productive. Yeah. And the third one, and this is something I've stopped doing completely, meditation. When I used to meditate, it would be, I'm, there's so much going on, the last thing I need to do is take 10 minutes and just sit. And I still don't know how I feel about meditation. I don't have anything against it. But I don't know if I'm in the season where I want to be investing that time. But I will tell you, I had many really good ideas to the point where I would have to have a notebook next to me to write during my meditation. That 10 minutes might seem like lost time, but what if I come up with one idea that helps the business? Or if I remember someone who wanted to work with us or whatever it may be, I would say overall that is productive. So that is the vibe for today's episode. One thing that you mentioned in there that I think is a uh, awesome little cheat code is for some reason walking and sending audio messages is the thing yeah for some reason while on a walk sending an audio message is just more powerful great body's moving the energy's moving through you and you're just yeah it's a great way to be productive as a matter of fact we just got a bianca gave us her treadmill when she moved and it's downstairs now so i'm excited to be able to send audios to people and get back to my clients and stuff while also walking little habit stack little habit stack, exercise plus audio messages. Awesome. So this episode's about productivity. You want my perspective on deep work, creative work, and with coaching clients, essentially, is what you... I just know that these are very easy to take off the rails. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to say, because I think we're usually one or the other. We're really good at doing or we're really good at we're really good at being productive or we're really good at distracting ourselves from being productive. So it really is finding what your unique juggling act of of these two things are and I just didn't know if you had any good examples or stories from clients where they said to you this is something that doesn't seem productive but you were able to help them reframe it or the opposite. They would say this is something that's super productive and maybe you were able to help them reframe that maybe it's not as productive as you think. Yeah. Okay, so I coach all different people from all different countries, all different walks of life, male, female, different business owners, some people young, some people older, everywhere from 18 years old all the way to 63. And I surpassed my 5,000th coaching session. And, and productivity is not only something that I'm personally obsessed with, but it's 
obviously something that people come to me for because if you want to be more successful, you have to learn how to be more productive. But the, the, the best way that I can approach this episode is something I learned from my coach years ago, which is called the four D's of time. We'll go simple with it, but Kevin opened with creative work and long blocks of time that refers to the first D, which is deep. So the first D is deep work. There's actually a book by Cal Newport called Deep Work, and it talks about how you have these blocks of time, two, three-hour blocks. I, I personally do 90 minutes. So this morning I woke up, and the first thing I did is come up to my office before I got the pets up. Uh, Emilia was still sleeping, and I, I put an hour and a half, 90-minute jam session on my timer on my clock. And I just stayed in the office by myself and just got my morning done. And emails, WhatsApp messages, set up my calls for success, this, that, and the other thing. But deep work is an hour and a half or more of time where you're not running around answering a bunch of reactive things. You're doing things, you're doing work that that you're focused on and it's not you're not being distracted. There's no ring at the door. There's no knock on the door. There's no pets around you. There's, you're just kind of in flow. And if you've never studied flow, I'll, I'll go quick with it. It's, it's essentially the zone. So we've all played sports where we were in the zone. Snowboarding and skiing is big for the zone uh, where you're just in productive flow. You're in, you're in a state where you're just crushing it. You won't, time flies by. You, you pull your head up. Kevin and I were talking the other day about how hard it is when we have a morning that is doesn't have any calls and then let's say your 11 a.m. gets canceled and then you have a 1 p.m. I've had days where I woke up, I got in flow and then all of a sudden it's time for my first call and I haven't spoken to a human yet today. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden I have to turn it on and go on a podcast or turn it on and go on a coaching session. It's like, oh my God, I don't want to change gears at all. I want to stay in what I'm doing. And so first and foremost, Everyone out there watching or listening, you're not alone in this struggle. There is no version of you waking up and being productive and not ever being distracted and going to bed having gotten your to-do list done. I, I talk about this often. There is no version of you not struggling. You are always forever for the rest of your life going to have to deal with insurance companies and you're going to have to deal with calls and you're going to have to deal with kids and pets and and holidays and parents and family and text messages and emails like no one on planet earth like wakes up and meditates and does their to-do list and then like goes to bed happy that's not real it's just not not in the 21st century what you can do however is design your life in a way where there's flow in between the notes there's flow in between the distractions so the first d is deep that's what kevin's referring to of creative work deep creative work head down by yourself where ideas come to you the second d is directed uh, on my whiteboard up in the corner of my office, I have PPT and calendar. PPT means peak performance tracking, habit tracking, and then calendar. That's directed. So anything that is on my habit tracker or on my calendar is directed work. So deep work is flow, behind the scenes, no other humans. Directed work is something that I chose to do in advance in my habit tracker or on my calendar. Okay, so deep and directed. Hi, my name is Tim Melanson, and I have a web development agency called Creative Crew Agency, and I'm also a podcast host for the Work at Home Rockstar podcast. I met Alan a little over a year ago. He was a guest on my podcast, and we had an epic conversation, and I was just really impressed with his work ethic. 
And so I decided to jump on board with them. And it's been a little over a year now. My business has grown, but more importantly, I feel much less stressed and much more purposeful with uh, what I'm doing in the direction that I'm going. So I definitely highly recommend Alan, if you're looking for some accountability, if you're looking for some tools, then look him up, take him up on his consultation. The third D is down. Down is the three R's, which is rest, relaxation, and recharge. So downtime, I try to get a minimum of an hour. So on my peak performance tracker, it says aligned R&R prep. In other words, what's the movie I'm going to watch tonight? What's the food we're going to get? What are we going to do? Is it going to be candlelight date night? Or is it going to be, you know, Lord of the Rings? Or is it going to be whatever? So whatever R&R, I always have my R&R prepared in advance because what I found is that if I don't do that, I burn to the ground and that's not good for anybody. And so you need downtime. Down is off. A lot of times I watch a movie that I don't, I've seen so many times, I don't really have to watch it. I love watching movies that I've seen a bunch of times because I don't have to think. I don't have to pause it. Oh, don't interrupt the pets, whatever. I just get to kind of sit there, eat food and just turn off, completely turn off and immerse myself in someone else's world, not my own. Okay. So for me, that's down. But for you, what is it? Is it, is it a long shower? Is it uh, yoga, whatever it is for you, rest and rejuvenation and recharge. So deep work, directed work, down. So deep time, directed time and downtime. And then the last one is distracted time. This is the one that can ruin your life. It can make you feel like you're running around and like you feel like you're trying to do so much and never really getting anywhere. Whenever I'm the most distracted, I always feel like I'm losing. I always feel like crap, you know, and, and you're doing a lot of stuff, but you're not really getting anywhere. The, the treadmill is speeding up, but you're not making any real progress. That's distractions. And the, the coach that taught me this originally said there's high performers and low performers. High performers have a really high percentage of their time in deep, to Kevin's point at the beginning of this episode have a really high percentage of their time in directed time. And they take a good amount of downtime. They, they, they get their R&R in. Rest, relaxation, and recharge. So R3, I call it. But they limit their distractions. The most productive people in the world limit distractions. They're really good at limiting distractions. And for our community, we interviewed someone named Nir Eyal. He wrote a book called Indistractable. And it's really good. So indistractable, all one word. And he essentially wrote a book early in the, the late 2000s where it's called Hooked. And he was helping companies like Twitter and Facebook and social media platforms make their platform more addictive. And he realized the implications of that later on. And then he wrote another book called Indistractable to try to help people hack back is what he calls it, hack back. And it's really awesome. There's a lot of books on how to not be distracted, how to focus, that kind of thing. But Indistractable is a really good one. And then the last piece that I'll say is you will, in my opinion, be fulfilled and productive to the extent that you can limit distractions. You know, if you're constantly checking Facebook, constantly checking Instagram, constantly checking your messages, constantly checking emails, and you're constantly stressed out, you're going to have to take back control of your own time. And you can start small and, and improve over time. And eventually you'll be fulfilled and productive and your life will be completely different. 
and that really is the question is what are the things, and this would be my next little nugget, what are the things that seem productive but aren't? And what are the things that seem like they aren't productive that are? I am probably going to pivot in some way, shape, or form. I've noticed that, you know how I love betting on the UFC fights? The problem is I like to have my phone near me so I can track my bets. The, the problem is it's very easy to get distracted and go mm-hmm. down the rabbit hole. And then you find yourself not paying attention to the fight. So the thing that is supposed to be R&R and is supposed to fill my cup is not. It's not downtime, it's distracted time. So even in that analogy, that's not productive. That is not nearly as productive as me watching the fights. And again, productive for the bucket it's supposed to be in. I'm not really getting better at business when I'm watching fights, but I am filling my cup. Jiu-jitsu is a really good one for me. Does it seem productive to go to jiu-jitsu at 8 o'clock on a Tuesday? Probably not, but I'm learning so much. The discipline is awesome. I feel like I'm investing in my own health. I'm so fulfilled doing it. Now, again, if I said, well, I'm just going to do jujitsu from 8 in the morning till 9 p.m., no, that's not going to be as productive because I don't anticipate myself being a professional jujitsu player. So it really is. It's custom and it's up to you. But there are definitely things you are doing that you do not think are productive that are and vice versa. Same. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has that in some way, shape, or form. And Alan, you've said this many times, it'll never really get to the place where you're just productive. And it probably will never, well, maybe, I would say it's probably easier to get to the place where you're just distracted. But being just productive, we're just moving the needle closer and closer and closer and closer and just figuring out what it means to you and what it looks like. What is your next level nugget, sir? Uh, My next level nugget is figure out which bucket you're putting your time into. Deep time distracted time, directed time, and downtime, and try hard to keep the distracted time to a minimum. Kev, last question. I know we got we to gotta jump, uh, but I want to ask you, I'm obsessed with productivity and, and you know, I study it and I, I'm trying to be the most productive version of myself pretty much every day. I give trainings on it, coaching, blah, blah, blah. Awesome, Alan, go you. My point is, is for someone who never used to study productivity and who is very productive now, why, why does it matter? I don't think people understand why it matters. It matters on various levels. One, it feels really good. There's something about getting to the end of the day. I have, I've showed it. I have my, my notebook next to me. It works really well for me. This is the best system I've ever had in terms of just keeping track of the things that I have to get done outside of the habits, the daily habits, the recurring habits. One, it feels really good. It feels really good to get to the end of the day and say, wow, I got so much done today and I was super focused. Two, it's the best way you're going to get real results in life. I think that we, it's very easy to lose sight of what actually creates success, but it's usually the unsexy fundamentals, unfortunately. Tara and I were watching a show called Billions, and it's all about people who are very, very successful and very, very wealthy. And I said, isn't it funny how everything they do on this show, they would never do in real life because they'd never be as successful as they are in the show? There's no way this is how they live their lives. It's not possible. <laughs> but the way they, would, they live their lives is not good for a TV show. It would be boring. Yeah. It would it be super boring. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good show. So I just think it's the only way. The only way to get more results is most likely to be less distracted and to be more focused and more productive. 
all productive means is is closing the distance between what has to get done for your goals. When you're productive, you're just closing the distance. It's what's production. Uh, I'm being productive because I've already shoveled half the snow. I'm super productive because I've shoveled half the snow in an hour. It's only going to take me two hours to do this entire thing, and I'll be done for the day. Where if it took you eight hours to do the same thing, you'd just be a little bit less productive. So yeah, it's everything. It's, it's everything for long-term success, but it's also really good for short-term fulfillment and pride. Feels really good to have a productive day. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to, obs- your productivity is going to be directly connected to the level of the goals that you've decided you want. You don't have to do five 90-minute jam sessions if, if that's not what you want. But this is where things can get wonky, where I don't want to tell you what I do, so you do what I do. Alan doesn't want to tell you what he does, so you do what he does. It's more, this is what we're doing based on the goals that we've determined, and this is how the results are coming due to that. Take that for what you will, and then do your own version of that. Yeah, that's, that's it. It's well said. Well said, I brother. I, I did five 90-minute jam sessions one time on a Sunday, and I genuinely regretted it because I didn't rest and recharge. And then we started Monday and it was like the gun went off and it was like, holy crap, I have nothing left in the tank. So I would say downtime is just as important if you are productive. If you are not super productive, you don't need that much downtime. Um, And distracted time is not downtime to Kevin's point about UFC and and the fights and checking your phone. Yeah, make sure the bet's cash, you know what I mean? You got to, man. You know, you couldn't, you don't want to waste that 550. I might write them. I might write them down. I'm not even kidding. I might just write them down before the fights <laughs> on a piece of paper so I can have them. Yeah. And that way I don't have to have my phone. Done deal. That's my plan. Yeah. Doesn't seem productive, but will be. Next Level Nation. If you have not yet joined our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation, please do so. An amazing group of humans who want to grow, who want to evolve, and they want to be themselves throughout the process. We talk about all things we talk about on the podcast there, but it's just a great way to meet other people from the community link will be in the show notes as always we'd love to have you if you enjoyed this episode about productivity and want to learn more we have a module uh so there's six sessions of group coaching it's a 12-week program bi-weekly sessions the sixth one is all about productivity and we dive deep into Pareto principle and time perspective and how to scale and grow so if you do adore productivity group coaching is a good place to dive much deeper you will definitely be more productive as a matter of fact I was actually talking to a team member earlier who's uh, Laura, shout out to you, Laura, if you're listening. And uh, she was in group two, gratitude with attitude. And we were talking about back then and how different she is now and how wild that is. The transformation is wild. It's unbelievable. So shout out to you, Laura. It all started with group coaching though. So group 13 starts January 2nd. Save some money during the holidays. Start out January 2nd with us. Group 13, 13 groups in a row and uh, six sessions, learn about productivity, become the most productive version of yourself. And the promo code on the website is NLULISTENER, all one word, for 30% off. And we hope you join us. Tomorrow, for episode number 1,561, so this episode, tomorrow's episode, will be dropping on Christmas Day, two different types of vulnerability. I asked Taryn, I said, why do you think vulnerability is so hard? After we recorded an episode on... Uh, we, the one we were talking about therapy. I don't remember which one it was. Who is the, maybe who's the person you feel safest around? And her and I had a little conversation on that. And I said, oh, that, I think this will be good for a, a podcast episode. So that is what we're going to talk about tomorrow. 
as always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Keep it productive. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.